episode number 90, Christmas in Camaro Land. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Camaro Show, the Christmas Camaro Show. I'm Chris. And I'm Jason. Are you ready for the Camaro Holiday Glee? <laughs> What's up, dude? Oh man, it's uh it's uh it's a warm day down here at Studio South. <laughs> it's it's starting to warm up a little bit here too. I mean, we haven't been able to get out of the pretty much single digits here and now yesterday it was in the 40s and it's in the 30s now and it's supposed to be a 55 here on Monday. Crazy. Yep, it's going to be 57 here today and it's going to be 71 Christmas Day here in in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh my goodness. So I saw that picture that you posted from 1982. <sighs> My dad has been working on, so, you know, he's retired. He's got nothing better to do. And, you know, he's a photography buff. He always has been his whole life. So he's got this process now where he takes the, the original, uh, negative. negative, right. And he scans from the negative and then he can create a better picture, uh, yeah. st- strictly digital. And so he's been doing that with a couple of his and sending them out. And yeah, that was from Christmas 1982. It's amazing how much your brother looks like Vito, your son. Which one? Mike or Danny? I don't know. I can't. I can't always. always The the smallest one or the middle one? The one on the far left. Oh, Mike? Huh. I don't know. I didn't see that. I didn't see it. Hmm. Well, anyway, enough about strolling down nostalgia lane. We got to get into some cool Camaro stuff. Yeah. Title of this episode is Christmas in Camaro Land, and that is just because, well, when you're listening to this episode, Merry Christmas. That's right. Because it's Christmas Day. That's right. You can't change the calendar. You can change your thoughts and opinions, but you can't change the damn calendar. Right. December 21st, so, 5th. So happy <laughs> Christmas Kwanzaa Lay Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 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 ka, ka. I'm going to throw nuka okay. on the end. But. Okay. Yeah. So... We talked last week about the ZL1 media. ZL1 media day was over, mm-hmm. and the media outlets were going bonkers over it. Bonkers. And that has just continued. It has. It has because this week, a Motor Trend released their review on the ZL1. And I got to tell you, there's, there's, uh, if you read automotive journalism, Johnny Lieberman, who writes for Motor Trend, he always has a way with words that I always enjoy. I always yes. enjoy reading his. I'm just going to read a little bit from the beginning of it. Uh, he says, The Bugatti Viron quite famously came complete with 10 heat exchangers. The 1,001 horsepower projection of Ferdinand Peachy Ego made so much heat it needed 10 intercoolers to keep it from boiling. The 650 horsepower 2017 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 has 11. Insert spinal tap, spinal tap joke here. <laughs> uh, such is the extreme nature of the latest, probably greatest, and without question the most powerful Camaro the Bowtie brand has ever sold to the public. 
Unlike the obvious competition, Chevy's looking at you, Hellcat. The Z01 isn't simply extreme for extreme's sake. Camaro gave the 6th generation Camaro all flavors of performance enhancers for a reason. Three of them, actually. Camaro boss Al Oppenheiser wanted the ZL1 <laughs> to be the best pony car on the drag strip, on a canyon road, and on the racetrack. Hashtag ZL1 triple threat. And that's what we talked about last week. He goes on and on. Um, one thing I, I noticed he touched on, and that was, well, let me see if I can read that. Because uh, he said something about... Chevrolet won't be happy with me. Oh, yeah, here, here's the part Chevrolet doesn't want me to say. In the Z06, the LT4 has cooling issues. The Mighty Corvette's heart heat soaks or overheats. Remember those 11 heat exchangers I was talking about? The Camaro ZL1 will not overheat. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. But even oh. after... Six sets of rear tires in four days, not joking, the Thunder's V8 never so much as simmered. Two of those 11 heat exchanges are actually intercoolers that straddle the supercharger. They are designed and repositioned for the ZL1 duty. It's also important to note the ZL1 version of the LT4 makes exactly as much horsepower and torque as the Z06. In generations past, the Corvette have to officially at least make the most power. These days, Camaro is free to be as strong as it can. Let's talk about that for a second. All right, there's, let's do. There's a couple couple things here. One, yes, we heard rumors that LT4 Z06s were overheating. Second, Camaro has never been allowed to make as much horsepower as Corvette. Things are changing. Yes. Yeah. I think um, it started with the CTSV. Oh, with the 556 horsepower motor? Well, no, the, the previous generation when this the, the Cadillac CTSV made more horsepower than the Z06, I think it was, at the time. Oh, okay. And as somebody said, they killed the proverbial Corvette cow. The Corvette <laughs> horsepower cow. Yeah, that's true. So you think it started all with Corvette or with uh Camaro with Cadillac or Cadillac and Corvette. And Corvette. Okay. Yep. Interesting. I, I think that's when it when it started and they're like and by then they were like you know what? They're not the same car. They have different purposes, so who cares? Yeah. Or or the Corvette owners were too busy going, I drive a Corvette. I drive a Corvette. And, and failed we to notice. We don't care. We don't care. Sorry to any Corvette owners out there. I'm just yeah. kidding. If you can't take that joke, you probably shouldn't be driving a Corvette because you're going to get it from somebody else, if not me. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So now, now the Camaro makes as much power as the highest horsepower corvette made right today yeah. i remember when i was doing the the media drive uh out in perumph and they unveiled the zl1 and a journalist i can't remember who it was um had asked al so you know there's cooling issues with the with the lt4 uh is there what are you guys doing differently so we al said basically in a nutshell there won't be any cooling issues with the zl1 obviously i mean with the testing already He's keeping true to his word, and and obviously they learn from other mistakes. They're going to go and fix those. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. So we can thank the Corvette team for kind of being that uh, initial salvo out to uh, gr huge horsepower and uh, great performance, oh, and then identifying the issues. Totally, totally. And what a great team Camaro has already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just this car alone. Holy cow. We, we keep saying, where are they going to stop? Every year we're like, the greatest Camaro ever made every year. The greatest Camaro ever made. Next year at this time, 
2017. What are we going to be talking about? The Z28? The greatest Camaro ever made? I don't know. You know what? I don't care as long as we keep saying that instead of the worst Camaro ever made. (laughs) Well, I don't think we've ever said that, have we? Well, that's the thing I'm saying in the future, though. Let's just hope we don't because there's been some really cruddy ones in the in the past back in the 80s the 80s <laughs> 70s can you imagine the new 2019 Camaro the worst Camaro <laughs> ever made yikes yikes it makes a Yugo look refined I don't know <laughs> I don't know speaking of Z28s I keep seeing that there's these deals out there on lightly used 5th gen Z28s for like uh-huh. $45,000 uh-huh Yep, even the brand new ones still sitting on the lots, 2014s and 15s. Uh, uh, they're asking just under 50 for them, 49999 You know what that actually tells me? That tells me that people are buying them for the intended purpose. Yeah. And or they're, they're going to stick them in a are, warehouse. Other people are not buying them because they don't see, they, they don't subscribe to the purpose of that car. I hope True. that that's the mentality instead True. of just price tag. True, yep. Yeah. Or I'm going to drive a Z28 around because it's cool, which I would, yeah. which I actually considered. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'd have to take it to a road course once yeah. in a while just to, you know, you know, you, you, you have a you have a, a an attack dog. If you don't let it attack once in a while, it's going to get bored. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I'm making stuff up now. Well, Z01, man. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I forgot to put it on our list, and it's and it's kind oh, of okay. important um, because this came out after we recorded our show last week. Um, Hennessy released a video of their stock ZL1 going against a stock Hellcat. The Hellcat obviously is automatic. I don't think they make them in stick form. I don't think so either. The ZL1 was a stick car because they've only released right now manual transmission cars. Um, and the Hellcat um, seems to walk the ZL1 pretty nicely uh, huh. from, from a dig. Did you watch the video? They do like three. I... They do like three rolling starts. Um, but to me, what it looks like too, and I, and I think a lot of people will agree if both cars were automatics, I think the ZL one would have been even, or may have, um, walked the Hellcat because it seems like on every shift, the, the Hellcat jumps a little bit, uh, every time the the car is shifting. So Mm. Could be, I don't know how good the drivers are. I'm, I'm guessing Hennessy has some good drivers, you know. Yeah, I would and I don't so. know if he's driving one of them. But, uh, yeah, I, I saw some of the uh, the uh, the the blogs this week. Uh, you know, Hellcat, you know, just, just smacking down the ZL1. But, you know, obviously the Hellcat has one mission. That is to make 707 horsepower. Uh, straight line horsepower. Right, right. Obviously, you know, here, insert, you know, uh, you always see the, the Hellcat people, we didn't buy this car to corner, or we didn't buy this car to, you know, go on a racetrack uh, to do, you know, circles and, and whatnot. This is nothing but burnout. So here's what I would like to see in a, in a straight up heads up race. How about, how about a, a race from a dig? How about, mm-hmm. how about, how about like straight up heads up? Like a um, 20 mile per hour roll? N- no, not even. How about standing like at the oh. line? Oh, that's what oh, that's what they did. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. Uh, I'd also like to see automatic versus automatic. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. I just like to see that that big old Hellcat Challenger swinging its big ass around the road course. <laughs> 
I mean, hats off to Dodge with this car. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is a badass car. I mean, it's 707 horsepower. The heck? <laughs> I mean, the, oh. the Camaro is lighter and has 50 less horsepower, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But that, still, that just reminds me of yeah. something I read. This is totally unrelated, but pretty cool nonetheless. I think it was on LSX TV's newsletter or something like that. Some guy bought a junkyard Chevrolet Colorado and a junkyard Iron Block V8 and put a gigantic ass Chinese knockoff turbo on intercooler on it and changed the cam and pumps out 900 junkyard horsepower wow. in a little truck. Junkyard horsepower. Nice. Yeah, it was it was in the in the engine had two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it. I don't know what it was, LQ four iron block truck engine or something like that. Nine hundred horsepower. It it's good for nine seconds at the drag strip. Wow. Wow. And it was all junkyard stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Except for the turbo and intercooler and camshaft. But that's it. Otherwise, wow. it is as is. Wow. Crazy, huh? It is. Talk that about is horsepower, crazy. but Anyway, I'd like to see, yeah, you're right. I'd like to see more head-to-head, fair head-to-head. I mean, I think that was, I mean, definitely a fair competition. I mean, for those who are saying it wasn't unfair, I don't don't think it's unfair for those two cars to go at it from a dig. Transmission, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we can talk about excuses all day. Mm -hmm. Excuses, it seems not equal. Yeah. Yeah, I will link that up in the show notes as well. That was, it was a good race. It was a good race. I'd like to, I'd like to see more in-depth testing. Yeah. Yeah. With more variables changed. Yeah. I like Motor Trends uh, testing. They do it. They do normally, uh, when they get a hold of the car, I, I saw in their article, I think they went um, in the drag strip, I think they went 11.5 at 124 or something like that. And, and that's on bone stock tires, dude. Just everything's stock. <laughs> crazy. I know. Just crazy. I man. know. They said they could have got more out of it, too. So I, we'll see. <laughs> It's, it's nuts. Uh, well, you know what? We will see. Future. You know, Motor Trend used to bash the Camaro pretty good, but now, just like all the other media outlets, they seem to love it. It seems to be a big love affair with the Camaro nowadays. You know what else seems to be a love affair with the Camaro? What's Doing that? burnouts in the water. Yeah, who who grabs a Camaro and says, you know what? I'm going to do a burnout with this car. In the ocean. In the ocean. Well, that's somebody somebody, somebody sent me this video this week, and I was just I'm, I'm watching it, and I sent it to you, and I go, we got to talk about this this week because this is just oh, yeah. absurd. It's crazy. Let me pull this up here for a second. So it looks like this dude is in the Middle East somewhere because you can see the the license plate on this car. Right. It's a it's a fifth generation Camaro, like a 15 or 14. He is doing burnouts in the ocean. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very like, shallow beach. Yes. But he's probably, I'd say, in foot thick, quad, foot deep water. Oh, yeah. I would he say. gets there. Yeah. 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 Because at one point, yeah, it it's definitely looks like it goes over the front bumper. Uh, and he's just driving around on the, in the, you know, you heard it. I, it's, Sounds like a burnout. With water, and that's exactly what it was. But what would compel somebody to do that, especially if it's salt water? Yeah, because isn't that pretty dangerous for your car? I would think it's not good unless, you know, you go straight to a car wash. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you think about it when you're driving in the spring in, I don't know, Michigan, and after all the salt on the road has kind of melted the ice and everything, you're throwing salt up underneath. 
but not that much, not some, you know, submerging the bottom half of the car in, in water. But why would somebody do this? I don't know. Of course, it is could be Dubai where the guy like that's like his beater car and he's going to set it on fire and walk away from it later on and get in his Bugatti or his Ferrari or <laughs> yeah. Lamborghini or McLaren or helicopter or whatever. I don't know. Helicopter. <laughs> But yes, that is the douchebag water video of the week. (laughs) Yeah, check it out. Chris, link it up in the show notes. You betcha, man. You betcha. Um, What else we got here? Oh, voicemails. Voicemails. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope everybody is hearing the greeting again uh, when they they send their voicemails. And we got a couple this week. So let me move on to uh, the first one here. It's Bob's Guess what, Chris? I might get to be working in an experiment room at the post office. I'll tie all the computers together and um, force feed them into the Camaro show. Then everybody in the postal network will have to listen to your show. <laughs> anyway, Merry Christmas. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Happy New Year. I don't know what you do for New Year. And a little horn. Anyway, we're still working on Christmas because the white bee is the only one doing it because she has she's going to nursing school and she passed some of her finals, so she's super excited and tired. And then what else is going on? Uh, I'm still looking at Camaro. I found a 2017 RS 2LT used with 2,000 miles on for 26,000 with the bonus stereo. Anyway, talk to you guys later. Love the show. Uh, happy, oh, not happy. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year for everybody. Al Oppenheiser, Scott Zellmeyer, Jason, Port from California, and all your listeners. I'm sorry I didn't say everybody's name, but Merry Christmas to you and Jason Debler and your families and Vito and Leslie. Oh, bye. Um. <laughs> Well, it's been a while for Postal Dave, so uh, we were, uh, I think, um, we were owed that. (laughs) Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, Postal Dave, and sexy wifey, and I'm I'm, okay. Feed the Camaro show into the entire Postal Service so they so they have to listen to it. That that would be great. You know what? Here's here's an idea. Feed it into all the mail trucks. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, happy holidays to you as well, buddy. You know, he, he made an interesting point. You know, we get a lot, we have a lot of listeners and we're very thankful for that. But um, one of the things that we talk about every now and then is that if you're a listener of this show and you really enjoy it, Chris and I would really appreciate it if you take just a, just a minute or two to give our podcast a review on the platform that you use to listen to it, be yep. it iTunes or the Google Play Store or Stitcher. Gosh, Stitcher. Tune or, in. Tune in, yeah. Ratings and reviews are really helpful for a podcast as it factors, you know, how, how well it ranks into the platform. And the more reviews it gets, the higher it ranks. The higher it ranks, the more likely it'll be discovered by other people. And the more we get amped up to do a show, I guess, if, if, if that's even possible. Yeah. So yeah. please leave a review of this show. It takes just a couple minutes. And we'd appreciate it. And yeah. also we enjoy the feedback. It helps us to make the show better. Yeah. 
And just like Postal Dave did and other callers, we appreciate you calling in with voicemails. I think we have our our voicemail lines should, should be worked out fine. You shouldn't hear a British person anymore. So give us a call. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you think about what we're talking about. And here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. We have one more voicemail for this week. Hey, guys. This is Sean from Oceanside. I just wanted to comment real quick about uh, what uh, Jason said about the uh, the look of the uh, of the internals or look of the engine bay. I have to agree with him. It's not real pretty uh, inside the uh, Camaro or in a lot of cars, actually. But uh, I've never really been a fan of those... Uh, Plastic lids or covers that they that they've been putting on the uh, on the uh, the ZL1, the LSA motor, or just the uh, uh, the the basic V8 or the V6. But then again, I think if they really added to the uh, look of the engine bay, it probably would add to the cost of the car. So and it gives you know it gives you know it's, it's probably better that way. And then it gives the owner if they want to upgrade it or make it look better, gives them something to do. So. Anyway, but yes, I agree that uh, I'm not real fond of the of the look of the uh, what's under the hood. So, anyway, especially oh, especially the uh, the uh, LT4 motor with the the that's used in the ZL1. I, I don't know. I just the uh, the graphic that they use uh, for the supercharger uh, cover or the top of the supercharger. I think it could be a lot better, but that's just me. Anyway, have a Merry Christmas, guys, and do not forget the Christmas dogs. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I think Sean was the one who, who let us know last year to not forget. For, we did forget the Christmas dogs last year, and I think he was the one who, who kind of called us out. So we will not forget it this year. Thanks for calling in, Sean. Thanks. Yeah, That is right. He's right. Yep. But does that factor into whether you're going to buy a car or not on how, how the engine bay looks to me personally, I don't really lift the hood a whole heck of a lot. I don't need to, I, I, I'm not a big show and shine guy anymore. Um, and to tell you the truth, I haven't really liked the look of an engine bay since like the sixties and seventies when they were like, yeah, people were putting chrome on them and you oh, know, or yeah. they're the, the, just a big old V eights in there <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. But, uh, you know, no, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't stop me from buying it. It would just be one of those things where I, when I'm getting ready to buy it, I'm like, Oh, well that's something I'm gonna have to work on. Yeah. Cause I, I do like a clean engine bay it, to me. It's, it's, a lot of people, it's like, uh, why you bother so much? It doesn't make it go any faster. Well, that that may be true, but it also is part of the overall appearance package when you're admiring your own vehicle, yeah. and it also makes it easier to work on if you do want to do something different. Yeah, I agree. So, good point, though. Good point. Yeah. Uh, is that it for voicemails this week? I think so. That is it. Two voicemails. Yep. Well, okay, let's move on to something I discovered. I usually it seems like it's becoming a trend where we talk about motorsports and performance vehicle related things towards the end of the show, but not necessarily Camaro, but and this is no exception. This is um close though, related to it. You know, we always talk every week we talk about the competition of the Camaro, the Mustang or the Challenger or or the I don't know, the the um 
the, the Pinto. But uh, <laughs> according to Popular Mechanics, they listed a cool article called Everything We Think We Know About the Next Ford Mustang. Uh, all the changes we expect are coming in 2018. And it says it's actually been a three three full years since Ford took the wraps off the latest Mustang already. It's kind of hard to believe because I thought it was last year. But um, they're saying that the EcoBoost Mustang is quite good, but it's hard to beat the Mustang GT Power V8. Um, and, of course, there's that 350R. So they're expecting a refresh, not a redesign. So it's not going to be an all-new Mustang all over again. Right, yeah. What else they're expecting is it will offer Magna Ride. Just like the ZL1 and Camaro SS now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Chevy, on the other, other hand, offers its Magna Ride suspension setup on the Camaro SS, which comes in at $12,000 cheaper than the lowest-priced Shelby Mustang. Hmm. So expect to see the Ford to offer Magna Ride on the updated Mustang GT to close that gap. It'll offer dual-mode sports exhaust, which we know Camaro has had for a while. Oh, yeah. This is where it starts getting interesting, though. The Shelby GT350 and 350R will go dual clutch. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Dual clutch will win when competing up against high-end supercars, uh, without a doubt. And they're saying that the V6 may be gone from the lineup. I heard um, that rumor as well, just going straight up, straight up with the EcoBoost, because it's yeah. you know it's pushing some power. You know that that turbocharged. Uh, four-cylinder i mean in 2010 it says ford shocked us all by giving the base mustang a 305 horsepower v6 that still got 31 miles per gallon on the highway but these days that v6 has been eclipsed by ford's turbocharged four-cylinder in both sales and performance the v6 mustang mostly reserved for rental car fleets expect ford to drop this drivetrain from the lineup sooner than later Hmm. i would be i would be i would be surprised if they did I really would. You would would or would not? I would. I would be very surprised if they dropped the V6. I would. Mm, interesting. And then I think this is really neat. Ford's new 10-speed automatic was originally developed for the new F-150 Raptor truck. Hmm. Raptor. <laughs> Raptor. Raptor. Truck. We fully expect it to show up in the 28 Mustang. What's even more interesting, interesting is that the same transmission is currently available in the Camaro ZL1 and will likely spread to the rest of the Camaro lineup. Yep. I would love to see that. Love to see that available uh, in SS version too. Mm-hmm. So the same transmission and same suspension technology may be shared across the Ford Mustang and the Chevrolet Camaro. Hmm. Weird. It is kind of weird, isn't it? But it's kind of yeah. good to see collaboration too. I guess, but only so much. <laughs> Don't make them. <laughs> Don't make them so dang even. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, there you have it, kids. The latest and greatest about the Ford Mudstain, as people used to call it. Mudstain. Mudstain and crap marrows. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about the old days when we would use the uh, the six-speed gate in our signatures in ASCII oh, format. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good old. <laughs> the good old days. Yep. Well, I think that's all the Camaro news that's fit to speak of this week. Yep. Definitely. But I want everybody out there who's listening to make sure they stay safe this holiday week. This week, next week, we got we got Christmas today. We have New Year's next year week. And uh, make sure you guys buckle up. Wear, the, wear those safety belts. That's right. And, of course, 
don't drink and drive. Of course not. Of course not. Stay home, get drunk. Be a complete right. fool, yeah. but don't drink and drive. All right, that's it. I guess uh, it's it's that time again. We only do this once a year. Once a year, guys. Sean, we didn't forget. Here's the Christmas dogs. See you guys. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!